You're listening to a podcast from 702. On 702. So over the weekend, then you would have seen the front page of the Sunday Times. Black Business Council urging President Jacob Zuma to stay on, finish his term. Uh, they had a meeting on Friday, and in that meeting, they expressed uh, their support for him. And yesterday, we spoke to Sandy Lezungu just to get at more details about why they have decided that they're going to go this route. And he revealed that they had a meeting on Thursday with um, uh, businessman and ANC veteran Sipo Pikiana just a day before they met President Jacob Zuma. And that issue, of course, uh, seems to be at the center of their pledge to President Jacob Zuma that they will support him. Uh, Mr. Pichana is on the line to talk to us about his side of the story. Then, Mr. Pichana, good to talk to you. Polani, good afternoon to you and your listeners. Thank you very much. Well, I, I saw the statement that you issued a bit earlier on. You say, overall, you're disappointed by the position that has been taken by the BBC. Please take us through why you are so disappointed. Polani, I am a, a very concerned citizen of South Africa. Because uh, the problem I have is that, uh, like many others, I have a president that I do not trust and cannot trust. And it's a president who's presiding over the resources of this country, having been found by no less a body than a constitutional court to have allowed those resources to his and his family's benefit amidst high levels of poverty. There are further allegations about all manner of corrupt activities that he, he, is associ- he, may, he may be associated with. Now, those allegations resonate in the context of him having been found to be untrustworthy. Now, it, it, it does create a sense, in a sense, a great deal of uh, fantastic basis for social and political instability in society because whatever you communicate as government Mm. to citizens is not worthy of being trusted. So we have a serious crisis. This is a a president who who is having um, a government which virtually is at war with itself. Uh, Parastatals are uh, constantly grabbing the headlines over corruption allegations um, policy direction is an issue. Sure. Um, a whole range of these things. Now, this, by all accounts, and by no less a person than the deputy president, this is a country that is facing serious difficulties that government and the ANC is trying to sort out. My submission, and my very humble submission, is that uh, at the center of this is the president himself. It's very difficult in the face of that crisis for a leadership that is worth its salt to go to the president and say, can you please look at ensuring that there's enough money in the National Empowerment Fund for deals for black people? Thank you very much for the uh, black industrialization program. And thank you very much uh, for supporting us when we're breaking away from business unity South Africa. Quite frankly, this is absolutely trivial and lacking a sense of understanding of uh, the nature of the crisis that the country faces. And, but in, in, in doing so, in my view, they're self-serving and not focusing on things that are affecting a large majority of South Africa. Okay, so they are self-serving. But let me just take you back to, to part of the argument. Part of the argument is that President Jacob Zuma was elected constitutionally through a political process, Right. 
And if you wanted to change that, you'll have to use the political process, constitutional means, and not lobby uh, on the side business organizations to be doing this work. In their eyes, that is tantamount to a coup. What do you make of that comment? It's a misunderstanding of our our democratic system. As a matter of fact, it is perfectly legitimate for any South African to call on a president to step down. After all, he, he, he must continue in leadership to the extent that he enjoys the confidence and the trust, the trust of the citizens of the country. He has been found by a constitutional court to be virtually untrustworthy because he's failed to honor his oath of office. Um, in that context, there are processes provided for by the by a constitution for citizens to enable that happen. They include speaking to your representatives, speaking to the president himself, ensuring that parliament is sensitized, is able to hear the voice of the wider public about its disapproval of his continued uh, role as a leader of the country, and um, and do something about it. Now the provisions of the constitution allow for a vote of no confidence to be passed or for impeach for an impeachment of the president all of that is perfectly provided for under the constitution and the law of our land there's nothing legal about that uh it is something that the constitution encourages and allows but you and you would know this mr pitiana that in society there are different centers of power there is political power there is economic power there's uh, perhaps some call the media and another center of power now in order to change these things we've got to go to the right power and that is the political uh, spectrum that will change this because the, the, the argument is that if for instance businesses are getting directly involved in changing a president of the country what happens if they do that to a president that you like the my I, I have a duty I have a civic duty as a citizen of this country in the face of a leadership that threatens the stability and the viability of our economic project and indeed um, uh, the standing of, of, of our country as a citizen of this country to use whatever platform I have to raise this issue. At political platforms, I do it. At funerals, I do it. In, in business conversations, I do it. In private dinners, I do it. I am calling on every South African to join a movement to make our voices heard that the president of this country is no longer deserving to lead us and that as a people with such a great history and tradition are not deserving to be led by somebody who is established as an established fact is not capable of honoring his word and is not worthy of our trust. Now, now look at this, Kolani. Mm-hmm. Why does business... Black Business South Africa urged the president to not sign into law a bill that is about ensuring that there are no illicit uh, transactions, financial transactions, by particularly by politically exposed people, by relatives and, and family of politically exposed people. These include cabinet ministers, people who are leading parastatals and people in government. And indeed, leaders in business 
who may be involved in this, that whatever illicit transactions they may be involved with must be exposed. Mm. That must be good for a country that is worried about corruption. Sure. Why does black business leadership South Africa, of all issues that they want, that they, they think should be raised, urge the president to please not sign into law a piece of legislation that enables us to conform with what happens in the international system in tracking down illicit financial transactions? Sure, and that is the financial the financial Intelli- intelligence uh, center act. Why do you think they want the president not to sign? What are your suspicions there? Well, my view is that. You do not get up and wake up and want to go and push that that shouldn't happen unless you have something to hide. We are a, we are a country which, by constitution, have decided to, to place a great premium on transparency. We are a country that has decided that leadership, whether political leadership or business leadership for that matter, would, be, would have to uphold the principle of accountability. Now... I have no problem, and I would suspect that that legislation would affect me. I have no problem with, with banks and financial, institu- with, and financial institutions looking into my transactions and ensuring that I am not involved in any illicit money laundering or other forms of financial transactions. I, I, when they argue that, they are not representing me as a black business person. Hmm. They are not representing many honest black business people. They're not representing many honest cabinet ministers and other politically exposed uh, leaders in our society who believe that uh, transparency is at the heart of building true trust between leadership in society and ordinary citizens. Only people who have something to hide would go out of their way to say, please, this legislation that is going to scrutinize where we get our money and how, where, where we send our money and, and ensure that all of that is done, through, is done legally. Only people who have something to hide would worry about that. Let, let me just take you back to Thursday then, uh, a meeting between yourself and the BBC, because um, Ndabansal is quoted in the Sunday Times as saying, well, he suggested a meeting for Tuesday. We didn't even agree because we will not participate in that meeting. What was the atmosphere like between, between yourself, yourself and the, the leadership of uh, Black Business Council? Well, I was quite surprised by, actually, by the statement that not only expresses disagreement with my suggestion, and this is not uh, a suggestion of any uh, organization or formation or business entity that I'm associated with. This is my personal view that um, uh, the president should step down. Um, they advised me, as a matter of fact, that they have been in discussions with the ANC about exactly that, and that those conversations they are happy to continue to have, and that they don't want to be part of a broader um, of a broader uh, grouping in, in in having those conversations. Now, I was I was taken aback by a statement that says that um, they in fact support the president. I was taken aback. But that's besides the point. The point is this. Even if, even if they, they say there is a basis to support that basis, they have not spelled it out. Surely. Okay, but, but, face, but it is important for us to understand. In of everything else that's happening here, Colin, sure. what they are advancing as a reason to support the president, that he has established a small business ministry, that he has, he has established this black industrialist uh, agenda, and all of this, 
This is trivial nonsense in so, the face of it all. But for us, it's quite important that we, we should understand that in the meeting, they say we have spoken to the ANC about exactly the same issues. In other words, they support that he steps down. But on Sunday, we read that actually they support him. You are just as surprised. I am very surprised. I'm very surprised because the statement is quite emphatic. It doesn't say we disagree with him. It in fact says we urge him to stay on, which means that, please, Mr. President, give us some more of your disastrous leadership. Give us some more of your dishonest and uh, untrustworthy leadership. Please, Mr. President, continue to expose us to uh, uh, the, 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 state, the palace state of what is happening with our parastatals, the, 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 the conflicts between various ministries uh, in government, which is unprecedented in the post-1994 government. Please, Mr. President, the leadership that you're offering that looks so chaotic, we want some more of. Mm. Really, this is preposterous. I cannot. It is an insult on black leadership. Right. It is an insult on black business. For anybody to stand up and say, on behalf of black business and on behalf of black professionals, I propose that a leader who demonstrably is without integrity should continue to lead and will lobby and argue and fight to ensure that he continues doing so. All right. Mr. Pikiana, I've got to thank you very much for your time. Sipo Pikiana, businessman and ANC veteran on the line.